Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Are we in the walkabout pub in uh, Shepherd's Butch for all the game? Affirmative. I thought you just said yes to everything. Yes. Nice atmosphere. Quite a few. Wave pub. Will we get an escort? Pardon? Will we get an escort? A Ford or a prostitute? <laughs> it's going to be one of those nights. We're in the walkabout pub. We've just bumped into James. He's been here since early. He's uh, worse for wear, aren't you, James? Sorry? You're a bit worse for wear. No, I'm all right at the moment. Been drinking since four, and it's now seven. I'll be okay. And you write for the new fanzine, don't you? You just tell him. I'm forever blowing bubbles, new fanzine. It's published every Saturday morning, and you can get it on iPhone or iPad. Yeah, how do you do that? How do you get it? Um, Just search for it on Twitter, and then you can download it. It's free. Yeah, and what what name are you got a pseudonym you work under or some on Twitter at J Freund. Right. And that's your Twitter name is Yes, yeah, at J Freund's my Twitter name. Right. Well, what's gonna happen? We've just seen Andy Carroll on the bench. Um, we got Cole up front, they've got the worst defence, they don't score any goals, got to be expecting saying, haven't we tonight? Typical West Ham, we'll probably lose one nil, but I fancy uh, Colton to get one in the first half, Carroll come on, get one in the second half. Benny Yoon and Jarvis up there as well. That'll do all right for me. Cheers, James. Thank you, mate. Cheers. So, Twitter question time. We've only got one question. Robert Jesse says, do you think having Sam as manager will mean we put up a better fight against the top four than Zola and Grant? Answer, George. Against the top four? Yeah. He does really good questions this person, doesn't he? Yeah. Every week. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I think so, yes, yes as well. Yeah, where are we? Is that the home end? Yeah. We're just outside Loftus Road. It's a, it looks like a shed, doesn't it? Do you think it looks like it's a shed? We're in a sort of residential street. You wouldn't see this. European team, we're shit. They're not a European team. No, I say they will never be, Tony Fernandez. Note that. You'd pick the wrong side there, mate. Uh, a lot of police around, though, isn't there? They're expecting trouble with us, George. Never. Right. Sean's already tried to kick off with this at least four times. Now that, pull it back. That's not true, that's not true. Better go dark because there's police all around. 
George Winloftus Road at the top of the upper school school end upper. Andy Cole looks all right, doesn't he? It. Andy Cole. Andy Carroll. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he looks good. Yeah, he's just he's on the bench, so he's just warming up. They come on though, Andy. Oh, I hope so. Carlton Cole for a goal? No. Best day for a goal? Yep. Jarvis for a goal? No. Win or lose? Win. Good. 1-0? 1-0. I said 1-0, so I hope you're right. This is a tin pot of a ground, isn't it? Yes. Worse than uh, Portsmouth? Yes. And uh, but we're, we're good. We've had the experience, haven't we? Yes. Well, that's the warm-up done. Game about to start, so bring it on. Kick off. Tompkins, who is easily good enough, so I'm not worried from a football sense, but from a personal sense, I hope he's okay. 20 minutes gone, 1-0 up. We're in control at the moment. No. No? No, we're not in control at all. They don't look that special. They nearly scored then. No, they didn't. We're solid at the back. Winston Reid walked off, and James Tompkins on there. Joey O'Brien, on comes Linda McCartney. O'Brien's done his hammy. You sure he's just not taken off because he's shit? No, he's done his hammy. He's, he's holding his left left leg. But he's still shit. I think Linda's better. Uh, I don't know.
spelar Asa Road, we're in the sheds. Great, super, terrific. Two one. They make a double substitution, and one minute later, they score a goal. He just come on. I said he can even be like Zidane or Colton Cole, and he is definitely Zidane for now. Disappointing. We we controlled this most of the game. What? Disappointing. Obviously, we're disappointed, but. Could be alright. Obviously, your boy done well. Obviously, uh, obviously we're disappointed. Obviously, uh, obviously we'll be alright. Anyway, can still win this, can't we? Yeah, we'll be fine. Don't worry. Bring Andy Carroll on. Yeah, why not? He's great. I think he's good. Two one. Oh! Fifty-seven. Oh! Only Carlton Cole can miss that. Only Carlton Cole. I know he shaked Jarvo's mum this afternoon, but that's still no excuse. Sick. I don't, I don't understand how, how he gets can a striker team. of his class miss that? Of his class? He's shit. He's not of any class, is he? That is how so he gets in the team. I don't know what he's doing on the pitch. I'd rather have Miger. That's so disappointing. Referee's gone mad with yellow cards. He's given a yellow card to everyone. Just give one to Kevin Nolan for arguing with the ref. Remaining, it's a hard watch, isn't it, George? It's really great. We're still 2 1 up. I believe we can do it. I think we can hold on. It's really great. I hope we hold on. It's really great. But it's It'll be a really great win, wouldn't it? It's really really great, great. Holding on. It'll be really great. Riff's lost control of this game. Without a doubt. Lost control. Six minutes. 
six minutes of edit time. I don't know where it got six minutes from. Fucking hell. Lock QPR leaving now. Bit of a fryer drill moment. Here comes Andy Carroll. Oh, so close. Oh, oh, and he misses it. Andy Carroll should have got that. That should have been 3-1. Waste a bit more time. Carroll just ruined him then. He pointed, the ball's coming. He pointed over at Jarvis. The defender went to Jarvis. Carroll had all the time in the world. Should have got it, shouldn't he? He should have. Oh, it's a good save and should have scored the rebound. He should have trod on the rebound. Come on, 30 seconds, I reckon. Don't know, but it feels like 30 seconds left. Yeah! That's it! Full time! 2 1. Loftus Road, away win. Who are you, QPR? Who are you, Tony Fernandez? Who are you, Bobby Zamora? Just left the grounds. George, I know you've got a splitting headache, but reflection on the game, it's got to be feel good, isn't it? Away win, first away win. It was a good win. Um, a bit disappointed we let them back into it, especially with 10 men. Well, they changed it with their two substitutions. They went down to 10 men. We got booked eight times. Yuski, <laughs> Yuska Leinen, um, Yuski Leinen kept, kept us in, really. I think he made three good saves, and um, you know he's the hero of the hour, second half. Yes. Anyway, uh, we better get on a train and go home. Seventh, apparently. Uh, same points as Tottenham. Does that make you feel happy? Always. Love. In the time of Collison, I've mucked it up already, Neil, haven't I? Yeah, no problem, no problem. You just have to correct yourself so it means it gets mentioned twice rather than once, so that's fine. So we're pre-recording this on the Monday before the QPR results. We don't know the QPR result, Neil. But as we start normally on all of these uh, Fan of the Week, um, why did you start supporting West Ham? And, uh, you know, what, what led you down that road? Uh, because of my dad. He was from uh, East London. He grew up in Barking, um, went to the same school as Trevor Brooking. So he was, you know, his dad supported West Ham as well. So it's in the family, really. I mean, I grew up in Kent, so technically I should be a Gillingham fan. Um, but they're my, my second team. My dad took me to my first West Ham game when I was about... Um, I would have been six back in 1989, so it was, uh, yeah, ingrained in me really. And how many games do you get to now? Are you season ticket or you go to yeah, the game? Yeah, season ticket holder. So I was a season ticket holder as a kid, um, and then I w- went away to university. So during that time, I just kind of go to the the away games up north. Um, but now that I'm back, sort of back in this part of the country, I'm a, a season ticket holder and and try and go to a few away games as well. I've got my I've got my season ticket in the lower west this year. Um, I tend to move around every year. I kind of get a bit bored of the seat that I'm in, or I get an idiot sitting behind me. So I'm in uh, <laughs> I'm in a, I'm in a new seat for this season. Um, but it's work, working out well so far. So hopefully I'll I'll be in this seat for a few years to come. So so what do you think of the season so far? A few games in, and um, what, what's your synopsis of the season? I think he's excellent, to be honest. I missed, I missed the first game of the season against Villa, um, but obviously, you know, three points on the first day is good. Swansea was was really poor, but there were two massive individual errors in that game. Um, I was about to say two errors that wouldn't get repeated, but actually Collins did make an error in the Sunderland game, didn't he? So, uh, unfortunately, that yeah. wasn't quite a one-off. Um, but since then, I mean, I thought against Fulham, we were, we were brilliant. I thought it was well, one of those days where it does kind of 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Sort of, you know, prove people wrong who say that Allardyce has just got sort of one way of playing football. Because I think, you know, anybody who does watch West Ham regularly knows that that isn't the case. It's not always attractive. But it's never the same. You know, it's not always the same kind of football. I thought, I thought the Fulham game was was brilliant, and especially given that Fulham have had such a strong start to the season. Um, I thought we did. I thought we played really well against Sunderland too. I mean, I know we needed a last-minute equaliser, but um, I, I thought we were excellent. We could, you know, obviously Collins hit the bar. We had plenty of chances. Jaskolainen, I don't think he made a save all game, except for obviously the one that he conceded. Yeah. He wasn't needed to make a save. Losing in the League Cup, I, I, I have to be honest, I. I'd love a cup run, but if we're not actually going to get to the final, then I'm, I'm happy for us to be knocked out at this stage. So I, I think so far, you know, so good. And you, you weren't one of the people that sneaked out before the uh, equaliser. I wasn't. I, know, I noticed you commenting on that, actually. No, I, I'd be lying if I said I've never done that before. <laughs> um, because Upton Park is just one of the most horrendous places to get away from after a game. Um, yeah. But no, no. In that kind of situation, if we were a goal down and we're, you know, we're going for an equaliser, then there's there's no way that I'd that I'd leave early because you could just you could just I couldn't I wouldn't say I knew that we were going to get an equaliser, but you could tell that you know we were going to yeah. keep pushing for it. So no, there was no way I was going to leave. Yeah, I thought, I thought there was a good twenty percent left. So yeah, you mentioned briefly Wigan, uh, Wigan. Um, and the cup game, obviously uh, disappointing we lost in such a manner, but probably more disappointing that, you know, a lot of the standing people uh, didn't have a good game, especially James Tompkins, you know, everybody calling, we called on the podcast last week, calling for him to replace Collins, who we called a liability. Um, and, you know, JT himself looked a little bit of a liability. Um, I mean, what was your view on, on you know, was it just a, a bad day in the office for all of them, or have we got to be worried? I mean, I didn't see the game, so I can't, I can't really comment. I mean, I was really encouraged that he did play the team that he did. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, there's no need to, to change the team like that. We've got more than a week before, you know, between league games, so he can put out a strong team. But, but it is a squad game, so I, I personally think it's an ideal opportunity um, to give players, you know, like um, Hall and so on, um, a chance to start. But as you say, one of the, therefore, one of the big disappointments is that obviously none of them appear to step up to the plate and it means that you know we're, we're unlikely to see many of those players appearing in the first team. So, in terms of James Tompkins, I mean, I said at the start of this season that this was a really big year for him because he was absolutely brilliant last year in the championship. 
But in the Premier League, he was always quite inconsistent. I mean, under Zola, he had that nightmare game against Wolves where he got taken yeah. off at half-time. You know, like psychologically, he just didn't seem right. And you kind of thought at that point, are we ever going to even see him play again? Um, and then under Avran Grant, he actually looked like he was improving, but Grant had this habit of putting players in the team and then taking them straight back out, even if they played well. So he's never done it in the Premier League. So I, I always felt that this year was a bit of a make-or-break one for him, but I kind of assumed that it would be make. Yeah, well, talking of that, um, obviously you've got a blog, as I mentioned earlier, um, loving the life of... Or, or, you've got it wrong again, you've got it wrong again. Love in the time of Collison. Well, why, why that title? Um, well, it's a bit pretentious, really, isn't it, I think, is the, the honest answer. I always quite like the idea of titles that are like a play on words. There's like a, a Stuart McConey book about, um, called Pies and Prejudice, so I always like the idea of a, of a name that kind of had a, a play on the name of one of the players. Um, a book that I was reading about the time that um, I started the blog a couple of years ago was Love in the Time of Cholera. So um substituted the word cholera for, uh, for Collison, and, uh, and that's it. I'm stuck with it now. Good, good enough reason. So there's been a lot of talk about Collison. Obviously, he's been injured. Uh, there's talk, uh, even from Big Sam, that uh, you know he's got the same long-term injury as, as Ledley King. Um, and that, you know, this injury may never go away. It will have to be permanently managed. Uh, there are rumours that I got told when I was at the Sunderland game uh, that there's a very good chance this will um, cause his retirement from football at the end of the season if, if uh, he can't manage it. He wants to prove them wrong. Uh, I mean, what's your view or what have you heard on the, on the whole politics? I, I haven't heard anything. Well, I, get, I get my information from you, Sean. So um, <laughs> I've, I've obviously heard that from you. But um, I, I just really really hope it isn't true it would just be really i mean like i said before we haven't really had that many successful products from the academy um for a while so collison you know i mean he sort of burst into the team i think it was under zola um and looked really strong i remember him scoring that sort of brilliant goal against everton a few years ago and he just looked like an absolute shoe-in to be a you know west ham regular so you just kind of hope that the injury that he got was going to be a one-off if it sounds like it's not going to be a one-off and it's something that's going to either plague his career or mean his career comes to an end, then that would be that would be really depressing. Because cause when, when, he, when he's good, he's, he's fantastic. Yeah. And the, and the other rumour was that, you know, that Carlton Cole's um, contract is up this summer and, and he's likely to be released. Um, any love lost on that one? Um, I mean, I kind of see it from both points of view when it comes to... Colton. Um, I mean, I, like I said, I, I spent last season sitting in front of a guy who would spend every minute of every game just absolutely berating him. And I think what that did was actually make me feel quite defensive of, 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 of Colton. So now that I'm sitting somewhere where I don't have that, I have actually taken a step back and thought, well, actually, the guy did have a little bit of a point because he's not really that effective. Um, I mean, when he was good, he was good. I think the one good thing that Zola did when he was in charge was to make Colton Cole a good player. And he was absolutely flying under Zola. Um, and he does, like, most, I think every season he does get double figures. Like, one way or another, he does yeah. get a few goals over the course of the season. But, I, no, I, I, I'd be lying if I said I would... Yeah, he's, he's a confidence yeah. player, and I think he holds the ball up well, everything. It's funny enough, earlier this day, one of our fan of the week's um, Jarvo, who was on uh, the first week, uh, tweeted him something about him being slow, and I don't know if you've seen this, but um, Carlton Coles tweeted out that um, 
something not into your bed of your mother or something, something about his mother. No, well, I, I saw Sorry? it today. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know the Javo guy, but I, I just find it really odd that you would directly abuse your own players like that. I really, yeah. you know, I, I, get, I get frustrated as much as as anybody. But like, it, it, it is a bit. I, I, I don't think I've ever abused one of the players, you know, and got personal about uh, anything. But yeah, it, <laughs> I, I did laugh though. I, I did, I did think it was oh, like, Col- I mean, Col- and hopefully Col- it was Col- meant Col- to be fun in cheek. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's actually. I mean, most footballers on on Twitter are quite quite bland, um, but Colton can actually be quite quite funny. Um, so it was a shame when he had to leave last time. So I, I think he's quite a good addition to Twitter. So um, yeah, I, 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 you know he, he does get when you sort of like so, you know sort of go into his account and look at the responses, he does get a lot of abuse. And I, I wonder why why he would bother keeping a Twitter account open. Um, yeah. I mean, it is just a bit depressing. Stephen Henderson, our sub goalkeeper, tweeted retweeted some abuse that he got earlier in the week. You know, I mean, yeah. he's like a young keeper. He's played his first game for the club. You know, I mean, I don't think you should abuse anyone, but surely if you're going to abuse anyone, you'd, you'd abuse an opposition player. These are these are yeah. West Ham uh, So your last uh, blog article uh, a week ago was why Sam can be West Ham's David Moyes. What's that yeah. all about? I think it comes out of a bit of a defensiveness that I have about Allardyce. I've, I've found the sort of years between sort of Pardew and Allardyce really, really awful years of watching West Ham. I mean, not so much Kerbishley. I, was, I, I, did, I did like Kerbishley, but you know, I'd be lying if I said it was brilliant football. Under Zola and Avran Grant, I just thought it was torture. We were, we were just so ineffective, so rudderless. So I think it was so refreshing to have Allardyce as our manager. I mean, I blogged a couple of years ago when Avran Grant was in charge that I thought Allardyce should, would, be, would make a good manager. Um, so it comes out of that, really. I kind of think West Ham fans are a little bit torn down the middle, to be honest. As long as we're winning more than we're losing, people support him. But there seems like a bit of a reluctant support of him. And ultimately, a lot of fans are just waiting for him to, to fall flat on his face. Whereas I don't really see it like that. I think, you know, I think we're, we're, we're lucky to have him. I think he's an excellent manager. And I think that's what we should be aiming for, to be a club a bit like Everton. You know, we're not, we're not going to break into the Champions League. But if we can be a team that sort of consistently finishes in the top half, and gives teams, you know, as Everton did sort of beating Man United a few weeks ago. If we can sort of be that kind of club, then I think that's a great thing to aspire to. Yeah, well, it's Marmite. People either love him or hate him. Which, um, moving on to our next topic, which we ask every fan of the week, a 50-50 question, the Olympic Stadium. You know, we're probably going to hear this month whether we've got the Olympic Stadium. My view is that, you know, there's no one else to offer it to, and it, it will uh, be announced. Uh, the Bowling Pub has gone up for sale this week. I don't know if you spotted that. Um, I did. Yeah, I did put two together, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, three hundred ninety-five thousand pounds will get you the Bowling Pub for the next twenty-five years. Where, where do you? Uh, where you are? are you are you a pro against on the fence? Where are you on the Olympic Stadium? I'm massively pro. I have been since 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 day one. I think I've, sentimentality doesn't really come into it for me. You know, the fact that oh, we've played here for a hundred years and we've, we've got all these memories, that doesn't, that's not really a sort of substantial argument to me. Um, you know, you can move to another stadium and, and, and create new memories. I think, to be honest, just from a selfish point of view as a fan, I'm just interested in, in, in myself, really, and how I get to the game. I mean, I'm based in Essex. So for me, I would get into Stratford in 20 minutes and I'm there. That's literally all my journey, rather than having to kind of go into Stratford, get on the Jubilee line, get off again, get on the district line, get off there, 15-minute walk to the ground, queuing up outside Upton Park for half an hour afterwards. 
And I know it's not just me, because that, that goes for all of Essex. If you live in Kent, you can now get a train directly into Stratford. If you're based in London, you can, you can get there on the central line, the Jubilee. So I know it's like a really boring logistical argument, but for me, as a, as a football fan, it would just make complete sense. Um, it, yeah, it, no, it, I, you know, I, I won't disagree with you. And I think, you know, we, we come in on the Jubilee line and, you know, going right through to Stratford, a small walk would, would, be, would be very good as well. And, um, yeah, yeah. And I, I think I, I get the argument about... Um, I mean, I went to the Olympic Stadium during, during the Olympics and watched the athletics, and, you know, I thought it was a fantastic stadium, but you could see that it would need a great deal of modification to make it into a football stadium. So you're, you are kind of sort of trusting what, you know, Gold, Sullivan and Brady are telling us. Yeah. And I know you sort of, and, and the other guys on the advisory board have seen things that the rest of us aren't privy to. Yeah. And, you know, guys like you and um, sort of twist and shout on Twitter, you know, are always, it seems like the people who have kind of seen these things that the rest of us haven't seen are all... Yeah quite positive about it so I'm, I'm yeah well I've, I've been corrected by, by Nigel Khan who was a, a fan of the week and is the chairman of Hughes View that I haven't seen the plans and none of us have um, and, and I, I want to say yeah you know the, the, the plans that they showed us were the original plans they originally submitted on their, their first bid that is correct but they explained on how they would change uh, and I'm sure it's public record now because you know, Brady has said it, that basically the changes are to incorporate retractable seating. So that, that's the only difference between the plans. I think the, the look and feel would be very, you know, similar, but with the added thing of, of retractable seating. And, and I'm sure that would be a welcome to most people. So, you know, I look forward to the announcement. I look forward to the plans being released um, at, at the end of this month or mid this month, whenever it happens. <laughs> okay, so, so a finally, question for us. Uh, in the uh, more than just the podcast team, what question you would like us? Obviously, the whole crew's not here tonight, so we'll have to answer this um, later when we, we get to the edit. But what, what's your question, footballing or non-footballing? So, footballing, I was going to ask you who your, this is the right expression, but your kind of cult hero for West Ham. So if you ask people for their favourite West Ham players of all time, it'll always be Dix or De Canio or Bobby Moore or Billy Bonds. But away from those obvious heroes, who's your kind of cult unsung hero? So, give you an unsung hero. I like it. Unsung hero, yeah. So, for me, I mean, I've got a few, but if I have to round it down to one, Peter Butler, who used to play for us in central midfield in the mid '90s, was just this great unsung hero who did a really good job for us during a period where we were generally doing quite well. So, yeah, who would who would people's unsung West Ham heroes be? Okay, I will ask that question and we will get an answer and edit it in afterwards. Thanks for being our fan of the week and guest on more than just a podcast. If you want to, do you, do you want to give a plug for your blog? How can people find your blog and, and, and remind everyone your name on Twitter? Yeah, so the blog is, let's see if I can pronounce it correctly, it's Love in the Time of Collison. Uh, the URL to, to find that is onwestham.blogspot.co.uk. Uh, and on Twitter, similarly, it's at on West Ham. Okay, thanks, Neil. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Right. So we uh, had fan of the week, Neil, who I spoke to. You didn't speak to him, George, did you? So the question uh, of fan of the week, uh, and I know we're recording in a car on our way home from the game, which we won, by the way, uh, is who is your West Ham unsung hero? Um, we, we did reply to this on WhatsApp earlier, but... Christian Daly. So George is Christian Daly. Would you like to answer for your dad? 
I don't remember who he said. Thomas Repka, he said. He said Thomas Repka. And would you like to answer for Reese? This is a memory game. Uh, I, d- I don't remember. TT Kamara. I said Stuart Slater, and then George John said he's not unsung. He was sung. So then I said Kevin Nolan. Actually, he's an unsung hero. He's not, though, is he, really? Then you said David Gold. <laughs> I can't believe you brought that up. The only reason I said David Gold was David Gold played for West Ham and uh, he saved our club. Don't you agree, George? It's really great. Anyway, that's it from more than just a podcast this week. We've got the Arsenal game on Saturday. I think we did our predictions already. So it's goodbye from me, Sean, and it's... It's really great. It's goodbye from George. Bye. Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast. Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.